It's the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast with your host, Paula Price, taking on the issues, representing Jesus Christ, unapologetically truthful, taking on popular opinion, and now your host, Paula Price. The it topic of the week is the soul of a nation. I don't have to convince any of you right now that the soul of our nation is so damaged and that the between the disappointments and the sorrows and the trials and tribulations, etc., that the nation's soul is literally hemorrhaging out and it's hemorrhaging out in so many different ways. One of the reasons why I use that phrase, soul of a nation, is because we often say that we're the soul of a people. A collective body of people represent a soul. That soul is that that side of it that pushes forward throughout every member of society to bring its best, to fulfill its purpose. Hear me, to fulfill its purpose and to also prosper its present and also set up its future. Every nation has a duty to the future. Everyone. God built it that way. He said as much that he has a duty to the nations that are yet to come, to the generations that are yet to be born. God has a book. He has a writing. He has a plan for every generation. Everyone. And I often tell people the earth will continue until the last person to accept or reject Jesus Christ is born. Now, how can I say that? Because the Lord Jesus said, I came at the fullness of time. I came at the end of the age. He shows up. The God of creation shows up at the end of the age. Now, if you're not understanding the, the, the way God thinks, that's like, but it wasn't the end. It was the end for Satan. It was the end for the princes of this world. And it was the end for all of the years that God had to vacate humanity and not be in them. Jesus' message, I'll pass you from death to life. Jesus' message that, you know, that all the, the souls and salvation will, will give him access to us again. That's the new birth. You need to be born again because you have to give God access. God gave that access. He surrendered it through Adam because Adam surrendered it. So the soul of a nation is the, the aggregate of its people's sentiments, broken dreams, broken hopes, fatigue, lack of prosperity, injustices. All of those things go into breaking the soul of a nation. Now, I started about this because I'd been very bothered about the opiate addiction in our society. How did we go from being the most powerful nation in the world to a nation that's always high, that's always addicted, that's always looking for the next high, a, a nation bent on self-destruction. Well, some of that is what I'd like to talk to you about in this particular episode. The first thing I'd like to say to you, though, is that our biggest issue is that America has forgotten her destiny. There is a passage in Lamentation where God says to his beloved nation, the reason all of this is coming upon you because we've forgotten our destiny. America is rife with everybody's destiny but our own. 
Everybody has a statement as to what America is. Our last president stood up there and said, well, we're just, <clears throat> we're not a Christian nation. I don't know how. That's how we came into a being. We came into being. Christians were sent to this country as Protestants to establish the United States of America and actually to establish Christianity in all of the Americas, which is Latin America, Canada, and all of those other things. You can never say we're not a Christian nation. You can say we're being converted from a Christian nation. But you can't ever say we're not because the foundation of this nation is Christianity. Just like the foundation of those Middle Eastern nations is Islam. They're at the core. When we go in, we convert them to Christianity. When they come here, they convert us from Christianity. You see how that works? Because we don't consider that. We, you know, when they say that, I'm like, how, how is that? We were literally born with Christ, for Christianity. They brought Jesus Christ here. And they established him here in the New World because the monarchy was separating Protestantism from Catholicism. And see, a lot of Christians don't know how we became a Christian. You think that the evangelists came here and do, we didn't, if we evangelized anything, we evangelized, obviously, the native people, but we did not come here as evangelists. This was not a mission. This was a settlement. We came here as settlers. When we, we all studied it. We're settlers. We came to settle Protestantism in the New World. That was the mandate that Queen Elizabeth I received from her father, and she carried it on. She even, I have a book and I, I have to really look for it again because I'm ready. But she said, you know, my God, the Lord Jesus Christ made me queen to establish Protestantism in the new world. That was a mandate for her monarchy. And so we think about it and we, we go through all of these things and we're fighting because all of our, our you know, in, in the beginning, we remembered our destiny. So immigrants came in and if you wanted to be Christian, that's fine. And if you didn't want to be Christian, that's fine. But the heart, the soul of the nation was Christ, Jesus Christ, and him crucified. All of our documents attest to it. All of our historical records attest to it. And all of a sudden, we wake up, and one day, somebody's telling us that we're not born the way we are. And everything is going that way. We were one nation individual. What happened to our soul? We were one nation indivisible under God, and then we became a godless nation individual or a godless nation of individuals. So how did our soul get fractured? Because indivisible turned into individual. So everything in the nation is about the individuals, obviously, because there's this some sort of campaign to shatter the fabric of unity. So we come in and we had all of these kids because started out Christian, you know how it is. You start out Christian and your fathers and mothers are missionary or pastors or something and the kids don't like it. And so the guilt of serving God faithful is take, faithfully takes over that parent and they don't impose their religion on their child. Now that that's been the way forever. Well, you know, my kid doesn't have to go to school. I mean, doesn't have to go to church. I let him choose his, you don't let him choose his school. You don't even let him choose his doctor. You don't even, half of us don't even let the kids choose their food. Listen, you're going to eat this or nothing. And as time went on, and time did go on, 
those resentful children became the future rippers and terrors of our nation. They resented it. We, they, some of these kids, they went abroad. I, I got ed- educated in England, you know, and they don't do this. And I got educated in so-and-so land. And I was with the, the Swazi-Quazi people, and they don't do anything like that. And so as they ventured out of the world called America and ventured into the world of paganism and, uh, and other gods and poly- you know polygamy and all of those other things that we do, polytheism, we became... A nation ripped from its destiny. Now, Jeremiah 2 says, everybody walks in the name of their God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord forever. Now, that's a fact. Whenever you talk to anybody, whatever they say, it doesn't matter. They're walking in the name of their God. Now, if America has kicked out their God, what are they walking? They're no no longer walking. They're being drugged along by whatever God decides to vie for its soul and its possession. The founders of America came, they were very strong people. And I'm going to talk about black folk in America because, you know, we always had that issue. So we need to talk about that. But the founders of our nation were very strong people. And they were built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, who had converted all of those lands, particularly those European countries. They were converted to Jesus Christ. See, they were pagans. But America did not exist. And so they came over to worship Jesus Christ without the monarchy and all of the other things that happen when flesh ceases control of divine things. So they came over and they brought their constitution because they wanted a nation under God who that was ruled by God's first begotten son, Jesus Christ. That was the goal. I don't care what anybody tells you in college. I don't care about those little wayward professors that y'all like who always try to knock us out of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about these people came over with a God, for a God, to establish and settle themselves under the God of their salvation. And salvation figured prominently. You didn't have unsaved people in seats of power. Figured prominently in their goal because they were, they were already victims of oppression. They were already victims of abuse and religious persecution. That was part of what the war was all about. Now we have, you know, you have people who will tell you the political side of a story. You have people who will tell you the social, communal side, the historical side. But I'm telling you, at the root, everybody who has come in to tear at the fabric of America has come with a mandate to convert us from Christianity. Everyone. And so in the beginning, you know, we all came. Everybody was happy. Um, and granted, we got here on the abduction train because, you know, we had to be because we, we didn't know they were America existed. But God still planned for us. So as we go on and we look at the soul of this nation, the soul of this nation was Christian. And Christianity is what ruled it. But as a matter of fact, at that time, Christianity was pretty much ruling the world. I know we don't want to talk about that either. Why do you think they're picking at us? Why do you think they're fussing with us? Why do you think they're trying to break our hedge? Because they want to break Jesus Christ's grip on the planet. We watched a uh, BBC uh, documentary, documentary, or I don't even know what it was. Um, but anyway, they were talking about Christianity and why, you know, it wasn't, all that it is and why is it that Christians are this and that? First of all, we first come. Here, we settle here as Christians in this country. 
Now, I know we're having this great move with the First Nations people, but you understand, I like the First Nations people, I like the African folks and all of that, but they were, those people were not serving God and they were doing very vile things. See, that's what the story has not been told. The story of paganism and the vile things that they did to worship their deities that were literally ripping God's creation apart, that were humiliating the human, took away the dignity. Devils and demons took the dignity of humanity, of God's creation. And see, they don't tell you that. See, when they start running that down to me, we are going to Brother Google. And we're going to look up how Zeus did it, how Apollos, Diana, how those ancient gods, how Bast did it, and all of those other gods. I got Bast because we just got through watching, what was the thing we just got through watching? The Black Panther taking Africans back to the same deities that was destroying them before, taking African-American people back. But before you start listening to them talk about beliefs and talk about worship and individuality and all of those kinds of things and, 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 and independence from religion, first of all, there's no way to be independent from religion because the world is spiritual and there are too many spiritual folk and spiritual things that have to happen that people like, that we keep going. And God's just not going to let us forget him like that. That's why he keeps doing all these things that we can't explain because he's not going to let us forget him like that. But you need to understand, I don't care, they cannot, not one person, I don't care what religion they come from, I don't care the, about their family tree, their genealogy, whatever their lineal uh, uh, bent is, they cannot tell you that America was not founded by Christians. And that's our foundation, that's in our root. So when we decided to start exploring other gods and pulling, pulling back all of those BC gods that Jesus Christ destroyed on the cross and in hell, when we started bringing all of those rituals back and we started bringing all of the, first we started with inquiry. And Jesus said, I'm telling you, the book of Deuteronomy said, never ask how the nations that I replaced you with serve their gods. That's biblical. Never ask. Don't ever explore how they serve their God. Oh, well, we want to go and see how they do it. And that's what we did. We sent our kids abroad for them to learn how all those other religions that have defected from Jesus Christ and replaced themselves with the same doomed devils. Because they're devils of doom. So with the place themselves with the same doomed devils that were destroying humanity before the cross. Oh, we need a session and a class on the cross for real. We really, really do. And so when we look now and we're coming forward, we have all of these Christians who went to these little mission fields. I always pray for missionaries because let me tell you something. You're going under the domain of another devil, of another God. And you, if you are not strong in your faith in Jesus Christ, you're going to come back fascinated and appealed. And you're also going to come back feeling vindicated because you really did not like the rigidity of Christianity anyhow. We are, we are one religion that keep telling people you don't have to do much. Our God doesn't ask much. He doesn't need much. He doesn't care how you look. He doesn't do all that. You, we are one faith that keep telling people that our God's not worth our best. We say it all the time. You don't have to dress up. We have, I mean, we've gone through. You dress up for court. You dress up for a whole, your business meetings. You dress up for your power stuff. And you go to church and you pull out your little trashy jeans and your little rap. Sorry, guys, but it's true. And you stand there and you say, we can do this because we're so free. We can abuse, neglect, and despise our God. That's what our freedom did. Our freedom made us bring God down. Hallelujah. I guess I need to go and turn to something because I'm lost. I don't even know where I am. Hi, dude. This is really good. Did I ever tell you I like this color back here? This is great color. 
Because everything in every other religion, everything else, you got to, even those pagan religions, you got to dress up, put the little paint on your face, you got to put the little garb on. Do you not? Is that true? Do you not? You have to put the garb on because you can't go to that God any other kind of way. But we have raised generations of kids that said our God doesn't matter. How do you think that's going to read in their lives? That means if our God doesn't matter, then we're nothing to him and he's nothing to us. And they're off hunting for gods that care and gods that make them bring their A game instead of their foolishness. Because we did that. Jesus Christ, the first thing he did when he established Israel. Oh, somebody help me. What did he do? He established the priesthood and defined the garb. Now, do I think we need to wear diamonds and study and whatnot? If you feel like you can do that, I think that stuff is a little heavy. But I do think coming to church, anywhere, the way we go everywhere else, communicates that we're not, it doesn't matter where God is. It doesn't matter how we come to God. He doesn't care. Yet, when I read Jesus' resurrection, do you know what Jesus' resurrection said? They said they dressed him. They dressed him as the royal king, the monarch he is. So now we think about it. I don't care about the clothes. I promise you that's not what this is about. But I do care about the psyche that inspires it and, and what that psyche passes on to the future generation. Now we come to skirts, women in yoga pants and, 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 and tight this and that and short skirts and whatnot. And you're talking about behinds that are bigger than a barn door wearing yoga pants. And you're going to say God doesn't have a problem with that. But the soul of the nation has been taken over by other gods and it's been fractured. We got a little bit of Muslim. We got a little bit of Hindu. We got a little bit of Taoism, Confucianism. We've got a little bit of a, what else do we have? New age and new age is just anything goes and Unitarianism. And that just means that any God can just drop in and do what they want. But we didn't start that way. But when we started, as my girl says, I like my girl, Deborah. You know, she's my friend. But Deborah says in Judges 5, in the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted. Now, I want you to listen to this, because sometimes when you have it read aloud, it reads a little differently to you than when you read it silently. Now, look at what she said. The highways were deserted, and the travelers walked along the byways. Village life ceased. It ceased in Israel. Until I, Deborah, arose, a mother in Zion. And this is why God did what he did. He said, they chose new gods. We're sitting here watching a movie where people are all tattooed up and have to be tatted up to do what they do for their God vast. And we got Christian preachers saying that tattoos are of God. We're watching a whole movie. Was this in the movie? You didn't see it. You got to go see it. Don't miss it. You're talking about these people are tatted up, they're pierced up, etc. for paganism. So where is the novelty in Christianity? Those are pagan rituals because you had to mark yourself so in a fight they'd know whose God you were. You had to tattoo uh, you who belonged to you. And they had to tattoo themselves and then they had the other piercings for all of the lives that they took. And then they had the, the guy sitting there with the plate in the mouth and the plate in the ear. And we're looking at that talking about that Christianity is no different than that. Do we really mean to make that statement? Because sometimes, sometimes, we have just got to think about 
who and what we're doing, who we're talking about or who we're serving and what we're doing. She said, they chose new gods. Then there was war in the gates. But this is good. This one's even better. You know why? Because it says not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with the rulers of Israel who offered themselves willingly with the people. Bless the Lord. Now, she's letting you know not everybody agreed with her. Not everybody thought she should be under that tree. God made her the head of the nation under a tree because she wasn't allowed in the capital. Because after all, she was a woman. Women don't lead. We don't have women leading nations back then. Now, so look at this. In the days of JL, that's a whole other thing. That's, that's from a women's group. But what, look at the state of affairs. The highways were deserted. What does that mean? Crime had everybody staying home. The travelers walked at the highway. People were fearing for their lives, fearing being ambushed on the road because the darkness had so taken over the land. And village life ceased. People stayed home. They weren't going out to parks. You know, them drive-bys and carrying on scared them. And then Deborah rose in a crime-riddled period, era, where God was not God. And all the other deities had destroyed his work and destroyed his nation. And he said they chose new gods. And when they did, just like when Adam chose to eat from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God said, all right, it's on you. You know, you only get choice in life. You don't choose consequences. All you get is the choice. The consequences were predetermined long before you made your choice. You know, the consequence of drug use is drug addiction. Drug addiction is destroying your life. That All you chose was to do the drug. And when you did, you got on that pathway of that consequence. And then here's the saddest part. Not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000. In other words, their weapons were taken from them. They were disarmed by the new regime. I thought you'd find that interesting. Was that interesting? I thought it was. And so when you look at the soul of a nation, the soul of a nation changes with the gods they choose or the gods they put in power. And when you put people in power, they bring their gods with them. Every man walks in the name of his God. Everybody. So we all got one. We all know Christians. We can see each other in the mall. And we're like, yeah, but you see the spirit of Christ on him. I see. I look at that. I see Jesus all over you, don't you? You know. And so you, by the same token, they're looking for their God, and they're looking to put their gods in power. And America has allowed the people, the politicians from other nations, because they bought debt and all of that kind of crazy stuff, to put their gods in power, and then have their gods rewrite the history of the country and say we weren't Christian. I want to go to this last one because I have to go fast because, you know, they start timing me out and stuff and I get all upset. But Deuteronomy 32, 15 through 18. But Jeshurun, which is God's nickname for Israel, grew fat and kicked. You grew fat. You grew thick. You are obese. Then he forsook the Lord who made him and scornfully esteemed the rock of his salvation. They provoked him to jealousy with foreign gods. With abominations, they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons, not to gods. To gods they did not know, to new gods, new arrivals that your fathers did not fear. Of the rock that begot you, you are unmindful and have forgotten the God that fathered you. 
You know, we want to, if you want answers, these answers are very blunt. You can't get around this. We don't, we've, we've chose new gods. We have forgotten our God. We, we've gotten nice and healthy and big and fat on God. And then all of a sudden we want to go and replace him with another God. Why? Because we want to fornicate. We want to, we want to kill. We want to murder. It's all of that stuff that's in humanity. The soul of this nation was founded by the soul of Jesus Christ. And from the time God, these people started going in these missions fields, bringing back the trinkets, bringing back the whatever, we need to go missions. Lord knows we need more folks on the mission, but we need people to be on the mission of Christ and not just the mission of their ministry or the mission of their calling or the mission of their anointing. There's a lot more that we can talk about, and perhaps if God was faithful to us, we'll come back around to this subject. But you need to understand that you have Change your God. They said, do you know Jeremiah said when he said every man walks in his, the name of his God, he said, but it's a, a hasty thing. One translation said nasty thing. Another one says bitter thing for a nation to change their God. Oh, yeah, that's a good place to end this. Hey, thanks for listening to me. We'll be back again next week. Don't forget, you can join us on social media. Those of you who want to hear it again and again, we'll be back at 530 and you can go to YouTube and a dozen other places. But what I want you to know is that the problem that we're having as a nation is not politics. It's about whose God is God and what God is going to control the soul of our country. God bless you. Hi, I'm Paula Price from Taking It On with Paula Price. And I want to make a special invitation to you today. Doing anything in the kingdom is costly, costs money, takes time. And in order for us to do it, it has to come from people like you, our viewers. So I want to invite you to become part of our Taking It On family. You go to my website, drpaulaaprice.com, click Count me in and become part of those who see to it that what you've been hearing and what you've been asking God to do not only stays around for a long time, but touches the nation. Again, go to my website, drpaulaaprice.com. Click the button that says, count me in and begin to sow into taking it on with Paula Price. God bless you.